Hi, and welcome back to the Alexa podcast. Brand new season for 2018. I am here with my co-host, Kevin Old. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing well, Bradley. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Um, So uh, your schedule didn't permit uh, being on the interview with Jackson Stone of Squid, which is uh, our special guest for the Alexa podcast this month. Uh, We're going to get to that interview in just a moment. It was a great uh, conversation with him. Jackson will be speaking at the Alexa conference next week, January 18th through the 20th in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Jackson is senior software engineer at Squid. Fascinating guy. You're going to enjoy that interview in just a moment. Kevin Old also will be speaking at the Alexa conference next week. Are you excited, Kevin? I am. I'm really excited to uh, attend and talk with folks about uh, what they're doing with uh, Alexa and just kind of share ideas and uh, what I've learned with, uh, with folks just around deploying um, Alexa skills. It's going to be great. It's just going to be fantastic. Uh, we did just move the conference to the Chattanooga Public Library, which is a much better venue, as people will see, more centrally located, more accessible. We're excited about that. Thursday night, special Voice First FM reception at the one and only Songbirds Guitar Museum, one of the more interesting music museums in the country, uh, one of the highest valued portfolios of guitars around uh, that they've got. Um, it's just going to be great. Uh, the whole thing is going to be awesome. We're, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Kevin, looking forward to a great 2018 with you co-hosting the Alexa podcast. We're going to have a lot of fantastic guests over the course of the year. Uh, we had a great 2017. Looking forward to celebrating with you at the reception voice first fm next week it's going to be fun absolutely i think this this year we're going to see a lot from the alexa platform and uh you know the alignment with with different vendors um i know that uh, a coworker of mine was just talking about his um preference of using the smart things um set yes. of uh of hub and um and and uh, light bulbs and all of that because of of their integration with alexa um and so I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to see vendors, you know, continue to adopt that and to hone in uh, what they do. And then, of course, that platform just to expand. I think we're going to have lots to talk about and lots of interesting guests that are using the platform in different ways. And then I think Amazon, too, is going to kind of step up their game and, and continue to reveal pieces to us that they're working with, um, you know, Alexa voice service providers uh, that, that, you know, they may have had in um, – uh, you know, in development for a while. So I'm sure. super excited to, to just see what the year uh, holds for that. It's going to be exciting. We're going to be here <clears throat> to talk about it every month. So with that, we will get to the interview with Jackson Stone, Senior Software Engineer at Squid. Enjoy. We are thrilled to have as our guest today, Jackson Stone of Squid. Jackson, say hello. Hey, <laughs> Jackson, thank you for joining us. So we've got the Alexa conference coming up and no better topic for the Alexa podcast than to cover a company right here in Chattanooga doing amazing work with technology uh, that will be at the Alexa conference. Squid is a sponsor of the Alexa conference, a great partner of ours. Um, Jackson, before, you, before I get into what you do, let me read. I've got this description about Squid in front of me. I, it's so good, I want to just actually start the podcast just reading this. Squid was founded in 2013 on the simple belief 
that enterprise software should stop forcing people to behave like machines. Instead, apps should behave more like the humans who use them so everyone can thrive in the digital world. With Squid's simple to use but incredibly robust cloud front-end design and deploy platform, anyone can connect to disparate data sources, assemble highly complex made-to-order applications, and instantly make changes, all without writing code. More than 5 million users across 35 countries use Squid to engage with each other, with data, and with new customers in meaningful ways. You guys are growing like a weed. Boil that down for me even further. Get, get, what do y'all do uh, even in one sentence, and what do you do as senior software engineer for Squid? Uh, yeah, sure. You know, I, as you said, I'm an engineer. I'll give the engineering answer to what we do. Sure. Oftentimes, IT departments, the most volatile parts of their internal applications is the UI. So the, the user interface for all these small, or sometimes large, internal applications that an IT team is required to produce and maintain for the various departments, the thing that changes the most, typically, is the UI. Squid looks to provide a uh, rapid UI constructing tool that, that allows um, the IT department to actually decentralize UI development to the departments themselves. So what, what we strive to do is a product with zero code allowing you to compose these user interfaces, ideally to where the IT team can put it in the hands of the department that's actually using the application to modify their own user interface. So from, from a developer perspective, that, that is how I would explain Squid. So when you go to visit family for holidays, uh, you're one of those type of people who nobody has any idea what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, normally I just say I help make websites. Yeah, so you make people's lives easier. People in businesses who work with code love you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, ideally, that, that's, our, uh, that's our target is to uh, help them reduce their backlog. So it, initially in our genesis, we actually did have communication with some early developers that think uh, you're trying to build a tool that puts us out of the job. And uh, our typical response would be, you know, it, do you honestly not have a backlog that's way too big? You know, what, wouldn't you love if you could work on other things? Yeah, that's just like the whole, the, the line, you know, that people think, um, people have always thought that technology will put them out of a job from, you know, cars replacing horse and buggies to elevators, getting rid of the elevator operator to now, you know, robots taking people's places. There's always something new. Uh, there's always a better use for somebody's time. And it sounds like Squid is pretty successful in helping people find it because you guys are growing like crazy. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're on the verge of hiring your 200th employee or have you already hired your 200th employee? Uh, we, we may have crossed that threshold recently, but that, that's, that's round about the size we are. When I joined about a year and a half ago, a little more than that. Uh, we, I was around the 74th employee. Okay. So it's just uh, pretty drastic growth. The, the joke internally was, if you've been at Squid longer than six months, you've been there longer than half the staff. <laughs> You're a grizzled veteran at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's great. Because I want people listening to understand Squid is carving out a niche for itself that is far beyond Chattanooga. Um, it's a huge Chattanooga success story in every way, but what you guys are doing, a lot more people than just here in Tennessee know who you are. 
So I wanted to make sure that that was communicated. Let me ask you how you got into software development. Um, and at the same time, um, you know, I, I'm interested to hear your background, but I'm also interested with the Alexa conference, you know, coming up next week, um, you know, not only share how you got into your line of work, but what sort of intrigues you about where technology is headed in this sort of voice first realm of computing that uh, Amazon, Google, you know, at we as a society seem to be moving toward. Oh, yeah. Um, so how, how I got my career started was uh, actually in college, I got a gig at uh, Oak Ridge National Laboratory. It's a large national laboratory here in Tennessee. And, nice, uh, yeah, very, very familiar. Yeah, and I was working on uh, gamification research, actually. Okay. Um, well, anyway, so uh, Chattanooga had their first TEDx event uh, about a year and a half after I did that first initial work. And uh, I applied for a talk uh, based on my work at Oak Ridge. Uh, the talk was accepted. And it was seen by some of the uh, who's who in the startup community in Chattanooga. Okay. And uh, after that, got involved in that community and uh, got into web development. And uh, a few years later, uh, ended up at Squid. And uh, my current role at Squid, I'm the uh, technical team lead of the data sources team. So when Squid makes connections to external third parties or wants a deep integration with a third party, uh, my team is typically the one tasked with making that happen. Uh, a third party as in another technology provider or is a, as in a client? Uh, so a, another technology provider. So examples being uh, G Suite, uh, AWS services, um, Lex being one of those. Okay. Um, Very cool. So uh, Oak Ridge National Laboratories is a phenomenal place. Uh, what a great place to have gotten, gotten going. So you're giving a talk at the Alexa conference about Lex and believe it or not, not everybody knows what the difference between Alexa and Lex is. Let's start there. What is the difference between those two things? Yeah. Um, so I suppose how I'd explain it is Lex is Alexa. When you remove the assumption of a smart home device. Okay. So typically if you have an Alexa skill, uh, the smart home device is the one kicking off that interaction and the smart home device is the one submitting some sort of output uh, to the user. Lex is taking out uh, assumptions on where the input or output is going and exposing those internals for a uh, developer to still produce uh, intense utterances, um, various chat bots. Does that kind of make sense, just sort of as a high-level view? It does. It does. So it's sort of, it's Alexa abstracted from the hardware that she lives in. Yes. And uh, I, I'm sure behind the scenes, there's a lot of technological overlap. But yeah, so that, that's how I explain it. So it's our use of it in Squid in particular, is we turn the browser into the device that is accepting user voice commands. And the browser then handles the uh, side effects afterwards. And that's a tool that you use internally, or that's a tool that you make available to clients or both? Yeah, so our goal at Squid, sort of as said earlier, is to allow them to create really functional UIs with no code. So the, the portion Squid plays in this 
is so Lex exposes all of these fantastic server side uh, declarative interface for creating and configuring your chatbot. Squid looks to provide the UI end of that interaction. So capturing audio, packaging it up for like sending it off. So what we try to do is give our Squid admins, the ones making Squid pages, the capability to configure their own chatbots for their users. Got it. That's, uh, that's a great explanation. So you're a layer that sort of sits in between. Yes. It's very uh, helpful uh, for some of us who are not as technically savvy like myself. So let's shift gears a minute. Um, I want to ask you about CES. Um, have you been paying attention to it? Uh, yes. A new episode of This Week in Voice just hit yesterday. We were talking all about it. Uh, some of the stories that have come out, you know, one of the bigger ones is that um, Amazon and Google are squaring off. Um, you know, they've been squaring off for a while, right, in the voice space, but it's sort of come to a head with uh, Google buying up every possible advertising nook and cranny out in Vegas, you know, so the story goes, and um, really competing um, for as much attention uh, and to take away as much attention from Amazon as they can. What has stood out to you as the most impressive thing that you've seen at CES? And uh, I'll just start there. What's the most impressive thing you've seen so far? Intel demoed a really cool, it was basically a drone, but it, it's supposed to carry around people autonomously. Anyway, and, it, and, and they've got this helicopter as a service thing is what they're pitching it as. Wow, um, and, and does the chip work? Yes, <laughs> supposedly, yeah. It, yeah. Um, That's a sore subject for them right now. I, I bet, yeah. And um, so I, I assume you're referring to the uh, recent security compromises that were found? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. just referring to that. I'm also referring to the uh, uh, pretty apparent the CEO was uh, insider. Oh, selling off, yeah. They got a lot of problems, but it sounds like the drone is not one of them. How big is the drone? I haven't oh, seen it's, I, I'm calling it a drone. That's probably not the technical name for it, but it's, uh, good grief, it's, it's probably 15 feet by 15 feet. So not, oh, not wow. as big as you'd think, I guess. But it's, uh, yeah, a person just sits in it, and their goal is to have the thing flying someone autonomously. And it just lands, like, on the roof of an urban environment, like a building? Yep, yep that's the goal, I think. Huh. Um, so that, that, was, that was just one interesting thing, and I was thinking, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. In terms of voice, I guess the, the thing that has stuck with me most is just, um, it, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems Google's main thrust at this conference is their personal assistant. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. And, it, and it's just, um, you know, that kind of shows where this technology is at and how big of an impact it is when... That is their main focus. And even with their uh, newest Pixel phone, that was a flagship feature, was sure. the uh, personal assistant integration with it. For me, knowing that Google takes this that seriously, that it's at the forefront of what they're demoing at CES. Really, they've got to make a decision on, and it's, they've made the decision, they're going to compete. I mean, they either need to compete with all of their resources and everything they can muster, because if they don't, Amazon, this is their number one priority. Jeff Bezos has mm -hmm. explicitly stated voice technology is our number one priority. And so if something is Amazon's number one priority, it, it's got this way of getting done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. it, it's, got, it's got this way of being pretty good. And so usually, and so, um, you know, Google 
they made the decision to start to advertise more, start to ramp up more heading into the holidays. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's a huge storyline. And it's just, uh, if there was anyone who didn't know, you know, now it's clear that Google's not seeding anything yeah. to Amazon. And it, uh, as the person who does the Alexa conference and, you know, I run Voice First FM, this network of shows, even to me, it is not abundantly obvious what the differences are between the two. Um, I've had to learn that slowly. There are some subtle differences. I mean, at one point in time, uh, Google was the only one, Google Assistant was the only one that could recognize different voices. And now Amazon's caught up to that. Um, and there's been some things on either side. But um, from Squid's standpoint, in serving your clients, it's going to be very interesting, I would think, for a company like yours that is a service provider to so many different businesses because you've got to stay up on both. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, and we're really excited to see what customers will potentially do with this. And th this was at uh, the AWS uh, reInvent conference. A big thing that Amazon was pushing for was uh, voice in the office. Mm-hmm. Right, and just the various applications there. And I, and I think that's still recent enough that there's a lot of unsettled dust. And um, so Squid is just curious, if we empower um, a large enough body of users to hand tailor their own chatbots for their own users, just what, what they'll be able to come up with. Thanks for having me, Bradley. Uh, I, I look forward to the conference and uh, thank, thanks for your time. Absolutely, I look forward to meeting you next week. Thank you, Jackson.